Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. God bless you all this morning. Happy Sunday. Uh, we are just so blessed to have you here this morning. You see, for those of you in the parking lot right now, give a shout of praise to God. See, we're doing a live service as well right now in the parking lot. And so for those of you that not, aren't here in the parking lot, we miss you. For those of you that are at home watching this, God bless you. We're excited that you decided to join us this morning. You see, I want you to understand one thing, that a lot of things change around us. And right where you are, I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8. And as you're turning there, we started a series of messages last Sunday called Jesus is Still. And then you fill in the blank. Jesus is still. And I need, need you to know that in the midst of all the unrest around us in this unprecedented time, it's important for you to know that the times may change, but God doesn't change. Things may change around you, but our God remains the same. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, let's read that again. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I want you to know that as we start these series, that this series is so important to me personally because I'm preaching this message to myself because in the middle of everything that's going on in America and in the world in general, there are so many things that are going on that it's easy for us to get our eyes on what's going wrong and miss out on the fact that God is still with us, that our God doesn't change. You see, everything changes but God. The Bible tells us that, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, I want you to understand something that's so important for us to recognize, that as things change, clothing may change, styles may change, hair trends, hair, hairdos may change, trends may change, fashion may change, and, and things change so much around us. In fact, technology changes. Back in the day when I was a youth pastor, which was a long time ago, I remember coming home and my wife got mad because I had bought a brand new, it was state of the art, just came out. It was a hi-fi forehead VCR. That's right. It was only $10 a month. There was a $400 unit, but I brought it home and I, I, I was so excited because I had the youth group come over and I would play little videos for them, but I needed a, a better VHS player in order to do so. So I, I, I figured it out in my mind that this was a good purchase, but a few just not even six months later, that hi-fi forehead VCR was out of date because technology changes. Things change around us all the time. But I want you to understand that no matter how much things change, my God remains the same. And I want to encourage you today that my God, Jesus, is still today. Jesus is still the name 
above all names. Come on, somebody. Jesus is the name above every name. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, let me read this for you. Verse 9 says this, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and in earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Did you catch that? Every knee and every tongue. Every knee and every tongue. From the greatest to the smallest, to the richest to the poorest, from the famous to, the, to those that are unknown. Every knee will bow at some day and confess with their tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord. You may have denied it all your life, but my friend, I need you to grab a hold of this. There's going to come a time, and I don't care how much money you have in your bank account. I don't care if fans have called your name. I don't care how famous you became. I don't care the level of success that you've attained. I don't care if today you say that God doesn't exist and you may be an atheist. I'm here to tell you that the Bible says that Every knee and every tongue will bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so you know what I've chosen to do in my life? In my life, I've chosen to do this because you need to understand if every tongue and every knee will bow and every tongue confess, then that tells me either you'll do it today willingly or standing in judgment before God, you're going to have to do it reluctantly. I make a choice today to do it. And just say, Jesus, you are Lord. Because he's proven to be Lord in my life. And see, I need you to understand a name, a name in the Hebrew culture in, in Old Testament revealed your character. It, gave, it was a prophetic declaration when a parent named its child. They named a child with, with hope, with potential. And that name reveals who God is. Throughout the word, we find that God had different names that were ascribed to him by mankind and God revealed himself to those around him by doing different things. You see, they knew him as maybe as good shepherd, but then he would do a healing and then they knew him as healer. And then all of a sudden he provided for them and now they knew him as provision. You see, God isn't just good at healing. God is healing. He's not just good at providing. He is your provider. And so when the presence of God shows up, those things manifest as well. Come on, somebody. If you're lacking provision, if you're lacking healing, if you're lacking direction, all we need is another level of the manifested presence of God in our lives. Come on, somebody say amen. So God reveals himself to us through various avenues. He revealed himself through a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud, through manna that fell from heaven. He showed up in a fireball that showed up for Elijah and took up the altar of sacrifice. But the greatest expression that we see of God is in Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate expression of the thoughts and the mind of God. I want you to capture this. You see, throughout the ages as God did something and revealed himself, people ascribed names to him. But God's greatest revelation of who he was to show that he is God is when he sent Jesus Christ here to earth and showed himself to us. I need you to understand that a name means something. Come on, somebody. Everyone say name. You see, a name carries with an authority. Follow me on this. A couple years back, I went to a Thursday night football game. I did chapel service for the Minnesota Vikings. My friend Kevin Warren invited me down to do chapel service. And so 
It was my first trip to Minnesota to the new stadium that Kevin had helped build. And so I, I get out there. It's Thursday night. The place is packed. I mean, there's, there, security is at a high level. The field is packed around there. And they gave us these little name tags to show that we had uh, access to the field level. But I did not have access to get on the field. I had an, a pass to be on the sideline, but the pass didn't give me total access. Come on, everyone say access. Follow me on this. So I'm walking with Kevin, who is the, the, the chief operating officer of the Minnesota Vikings at the time. And Kevin tells me, Pastor, come with me. And my wife was with me. So we walk with him. We go onto the field, which we did not have access to. We weren't supposed to be there. So a security guard within his right walked over to me and told me and my wife and said, would you guys please get off the field? You're not supposed to be here. I looked at him because he was taller, bigger, and he had a gun. And I shook my head and I went under the, the, the rope and I went behind where I was supposed to be. When Kevin looked around and saw I wasn't with him, he started calling out for me. And he said, Pastor, come back. So... I obeyed him and I stepped back under the rope and went back on the field. When the security guard came back again and said, I thought I asked you to leave. I looked at him and I said, I'm with Mr. Warren, Kevin. The moment I said Kevin's name, it was like I had the right pass all of a sudden. All of a sudden, what I didn't have access to before, by using the name that had authority in that realm, I was given access to areas that I didn't have previous access to. You need to listen to me right now, because I'm about to, relieve, to, to reveal something to you in your life right now. You are wanting access to certain things in your life. You're asking God for, for blessing in your family. You're asking for healing in your body. You're asking God to do certain things in your life, but you have to make sure that you, are, you, that you are using the right name in order to access those things. Come on, somebody. You see, the name of Jesus. I, I love Kevin. I love the relationship we have. I love the friendship we have. I love the, the access, the, the experiences that I've had because of that name. But I tell you what, there is no other name greater than Jesus. There is no other name that has the name that gives me access to healing, to freedom, to transformation today. The name of Jesus gives us access to things that were blocked before us. See, I want you to understand in the book of Acts, there's a, there's a story I just want to share with you very quickly. And in this story, we find that these seven Jewish priests heard about Paul passing, uh, uh, casting demons out of people. And that was something that they used to do back then as exorcisms a lot. And so they did it in different methods. And these seven sons of a Jewish priest heard that Paul was having great success by saying the name of Jesus and casting demons out. So when they heard about this, they thought, this is great. We got another method of casting out demons. They knew where a demon-possessed guy was. So these boys get together. They go to where this demon-possessed man is, they walk up to him and they tell him, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. The demon responds to the seven sons and says, Jesus, I know. Paul, I've heard about, but who are you? You see, they use the wrong name or the right name, but they had the wrong relationship. 
They tried to bring an authority of a name without having a relationship with that name. And so the demons recognized immediately the very fact that they used the name of Jesus. You see, demons don't respond to a formula. They respond to authority. And you can say the right thing. Listen to me. Sickness doesn't respond to, to formulas. It responds to authority. The name that is above every name. The name of Jesus. There's relationship. And I remember Bishop and I, years back, when we first started Manteca, we had a men's home back then. And one of the guys was manifesting a demon. And Bishop, the, the, the home was literally right around the corner from Bishop's house. I lived about four or five miles away from them. He called me up one evening and says, hey, there's a guy that's demon-possessed, and we're, we're going to go and, and cast him out, and I'm going to go pick you up. I said, well, dude, you're right there. You can just go. You don't need me to go with you. And so he came and picked me up. We, we get to the house, and we hear all the guys yelling inside. They're praying. They're holding this guy down. And we walk in, and Bishop did something. And I, I thought it... At the moment, I thought it was funny, but as I looked back, I was grateful for it. Bishop walked up to the guy that was manifesting. He asked him a question. He says, do you know who I am? And the demon responds, yes. Then he pointed at me and he says, do you know who he is? And he says, yes. And that's all we needed to know. Because if he said no to either one of us, we know the story in the book of Acts. We were, going to, we were going to bounce. Someone else was going to have to deal with this. Because if, if the enemy doesn't know our names, then he's not going to respond to our authority. You see, I need you to understand something this morning, that the name of Jesus still can restore a marriage, can still heal a body, can still break depression, can still reunite a man with God. God, the name of Jesus is still the one that stands in the gap. His name brings healing. His name brings deliverance. His name still makes demons tremble. His name brings salvation, access, influence. There is no other name. Come on, everyone say name above all names. His name is above all name. His name is above COVID. His name is above pandemics. His name is above, above shutdowns. His name is above political unrest. It's, an, uh, it's above the name of Democrat. It's above the name of Republican. It's above the White House. It's above the outhouse. The name of Jesus is above all things. The name of Jesus is above addiction, above fear. It's above all unknown. The name of Jesus is still is still name above all names. Come on, somebody say amen. It's not only above the names that are bad, it's above the names that are good as well. His name is still above success, above fame, above fortune. The name of Jesus is above everything. Come on, somebody. The name of Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. Salvation. You know what our world needs right now more than anything? It needs Jesus. Come on, church. We need salvation more than, we need a savior more now than at every, any other time of history. 
We need a Savior right now. A world, the world needs a Savior more today than at any other time in our history. We need a Savior right now in this moment. And the, the enemy knows that. Satan knows that, that, that the, the Savior can transform. That now is a perfect time for revival. So what does the enemy do? As in 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, we, demol we can demolish every deceptive fantasy or argument that opposes God and break down break through every arrogant attitude that raises up in defiance to the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought or scheme and insist that it bow. Come on, everyone say bow. That it bow in obedience to the anointed one. You see, even thoughts, ideas, schemes are going to have to bow their knees and confess who Jesus is. And right now, we have arguments, we have schemes, we have thoughts that are going out right now throughout the world. And it's trying to lower who Jesus is. But I came to tell you right now that there is no argument that can get rid of the name of Jesus. There is no scheme that can lessen the name of Jesus. Jesus is still the answer today. Come on, somebody. So what is a thought or an argument as we get ready to close? I want you to see this. A thought or an argument is a reasoning. The Greek word means thought, reasoning, or imaginations. We, we conjure things up that are contrary to God. And it may sound good in our human reasoning, but the Bible says there's a way that seems right unto a man, but its way leads to death. You see, I need you to understand that before our words become audible, listen, before our words are expressed audible, they are conceived internally. Before we speak an audible word, it has to first be conceived internally. And so I need you to understand God thought and then God spoke. God thought the world before he spoke the world. God thought you before he spoke you. God thought the universe before he spoke the universe. He thought light before he said, let there be light. Because God thinks before he speaks. Everything that we see around us was a thought before it became a reality. Every chair, every car, this podium, the lights, the cameras we're using. Every one of those things started as a thought that became a reality once it was spoken. I'm here to tell you right now, our lives move in the direction of our most predominant thought. So if the enemy can get into your mind and get you to lessen who Jesus is, he can keep you from receiving the power of who Jesus is as well. You see, the enemy has to derail your purpose. In, or, excuse me, in order for the enemy to derail your purpose, he first has to derail your thoughts. So how do we combat that? John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Come on, somebody. We know that word logos is referring to Jesus. What's the word logos mean? It means word, name, expression. See, Jesus is the word, the name, the expression, the statement, the declaration, the speech, the message, the proclamation of God. I want you to understand 1 John 1, uh, 14 says this, or, or John chapter 1 verse 14 says, and the word became flesh. Everyone say flesh. 
The word became flesh and dwelt among us. I want you to understand that if you want to know the thoughts of God, if you want to know what God is thinking, if you want to know what God is thinking about a certain thing, you see, there's some things we don't even have to pray about. There's some answers you don't even have to seek God about because God's already given us the expression through Jesus because Jesus is the thoughts of God in body. Jesus is the thoughts of God. Every thought, every imagination, every expression, Every idea was founded in Jesus. God took all his thoughts and he wrapped it up in a body called Jesus. You want, you want to know what God thinks about sickness? What did Jesus do to sickness? He healed it. What did he do to someone caught in sin? He covered them. What did he do to someone that was addicted? He set them free. Someone in bondage delivered them. Someone possessed. Well, I'm here to tell you right now. God's opinion to all those things is found in Jesus. You're searching for the answer right now. Jesus is the answer. See, I want you to understand right now. COVID, pandemic, recession, shutdown political discord, racial tension, Republican, Democrat, addiction, fear, the unknown. We live in a troubled time. But none of those things take precedence to my God. If there was ever a time for us to call upon his name, it's now. There ever, wherever was a time for you to call upon God for your marriage, it's now. If there was ever a time for you to reach out to God for your finances, it's now. For your body, it's now. For your nation, it's now. We need Jesus. Jesus is still name above all names. So Isaiah chapter 65 verse 1 says this. I, I read this in my journaling this past week and it so blessed me. It says, the Lord says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am to a nation that did not call my name. As a parent, I've seen my kids struggle. And I've wanted to help them. But there are times I, I just don't want to step in. I, I want to be invited to help them. You have a father right now that wants to help us. I know times are, are, are tough. I know some are struggling. In fact, it's to the point some of you are just, you're not... You're not even afraid of the virus as much as you're just tired of it right now, but it's not going away, and it's frustrating. When's life going to get back to normal? I'm not believing for life to get back to normal. I'm believing for life to get back to better than normal. That's what I'm trusting God, because whatever Jesus touches or does, he makes it better. Jesus is still name over every other name.
What name are you struggling with right now? Come on. Heads bowed and eyes closed at home. What name are you struggling with right now? Identity, self-esteem, addiction, marital or relational issues, loneliness, depression. Even those names have to bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, ruler, master. So, Father, I pray for every individual right now who may be struggling in this time. And they're allowing the names, my God, that are crying out like Goliath toward them to get them afraid. But, Lord, let us recognize today that your name is still name above all names. There's not a crisis that we're going to face that you are not above. Lord, I choose to focus in on Christ, not my crisis. To focus in on my God, not my struggle. And so, Lord, I pray right now that for every individual, whatever name they're struggling with right now, that they would begin to lift up the name of Jesus. That as they begin to lift up the name of Jesus, that your glory, that your power, that your presence would show up and begin to set them free right now in Jesus' name. Now, you may be here right now, and you might not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I just want to say a prayer with you. I want to invite you now to invite him into your heart. Make him Lord over your life. I would rather you bow right now voluntarily than have to bow someday reluctantly in judgment. So right now, just say this with me. Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus as Lord. I believe he died on the cross and rose again, paid my price because he loved me. I receive him as Savior and as Lord in this moment. I make a choice today to follow Jesus. I want to be a follower of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Listen, if you said that prayer, you have just opened your life up to a whole new experience, a whole new hope. You have invited the greatest name of all, of all to now live in your life. And if you've done that, I want you to text the word ALIVE to the number on the screen. We want to reach out to you and let you know that we want to come alongside you and help you in this new journey in Christ. See, you're not alone. Jesus loves you. See, I need you to understand that no matter what you go through, Jesus is still name above all names. Hey, we love you. We'll see you next Sunday as we get back together again for worship. We're believing God just to continue to each week. We're getting closer to closer to gathering together week by week and fellowshipping and enjoying the presence of God. Until then, stay safe. We love you. Remember, love God, love people, and change the world. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.